One day, God will strip us of all the things we use to earn the admiration of others, for they are not of his kingdom. Many people believe they know what is valuable, because value is objective for the most part. But value is subjective in all the ways we think, while very objective in all the ways we've never thought of. What is valuable to you? Why do you think it's valuable? Because you would pay lots of money for it? Is it supercars, beautiful women, social status, physical appearance, friendships? Would you pay to obtain more of these things? We already pay $1,000 for smartphones because they are valuable to us in modern society, right? We already pay tens of thousands of dollars on a college education. We already pay an exorbitant amount of money for supercars, Instagram followers, gym memberships, brand clothing, plastic surgery, and all of this adds to our own status in society. So it is not the t-shirt itself that we find valuable or the Gucci sandals per se. That clothing apparel is intrinsically just as valuable as a generic brand from Ross or Marshalls. If we were stranded on an island or our luxury stripped from us, it doesn't matter who made the shirt or sandals or what type of logo is embedded onto the material itself or the fabric itself. It only matters that our feet are protected from potential cuts and that our bodies are kept warm. So then there is only a certain value limit that we place on certain goods. Meaning, what is the minimum amount of money that I would spend on something if it simply gets the job done? T-shirt, I would guess and say maybe $10. Any price lower than that and the shirt seriously begins to degrade in quality and probably won't last more than a couple of days. It becomes a liability instead of an asset, right? So I'll say $10. For a car, I don't know much about cars, right? And, and the mechanics and the internals, but maybe four grand, I would say. I don't know. about. You see these buckets barely getting around and wonder how long they'll last right before you need to pump more money into maintenance i don't know much about the about the cars but i would say that if you buy a car for less than four grand soon you'll probably have to spend more money in order for that car to function in the in in the relative long term um, or medium term bringing the minimum amount of what you'd be willing to spend to about four thousand dollars i just i just put it that so around there and these are cheap right Uh, how about a gym membership we have a planet fitness right for a sleazy ten dollars a month LA Fitness and others for $25 to $40 a month, and other higher-end and more professional gyms anywhere between $50 to $150 a month. Since I don't think you can open up a gym for $5 a month membership without it being a safety hazard, I will say that $10 is a baseline for a functional gym that simply gets the job done, right? Planet Fitness has machines, treadmills, free weights. You go, work out, leave, thank you for your service, bye. Next, you know, on to the next next day. Uh, Easy. LA and 24-Hour Fitness have more advanced machinery, perhaps to target more specific parts of the body. Uh, Definitely has more space for their customers per location. They even have pools, saunas, and maybe even steam rooms that add to your experience. But the real value for some people comes in how they are viewed by their peers while in this gym, or the people they meet at this gym. As a pro bodybuilder, you can be sure that you will find others with the same background and profession at a gold's gym. If you are a girl who is into pro bodybuilders, you can be sure that you will find them at Gold's Gym. 
simple 2 plus 2. It is not necessarily that Gold's Gym has better quality machines than LA Fitness or other gyms. It is a perceived social status of the people that gather there and the potential opportunity that arises when interacting with these people week in, week out. Same with higher class bars or lounges versus dive bars. I don't know of anyone that thinks, well, I pay $15 for an old fashioned at the perch solely because I really enjoy the taste of it. I'm pretty sure that you can order that same whiskey cocktail at a local dive bar and the average person couldn't tell the difference. Perhaps it's because I am not wealthy enough to be associated with the douchebags that can tell the difference, but I'm pretty sure people go to the perch in LA because it's classy, it's a rooftop bar where classy individuals gather to socialize and drink. I'd go with $6 as the minimum amount of money I would spend on an old fashioned to make sure it actually contains alcohol and is prepared to taste the way it's supposed to. For every additional dollar I spend over that $6 minimum, I expect to get extra value in ways perhaps completely unrelated to the drink itself. The location, the status of me drinking that fucking drink, the amount of girls at the bar, the probability of getting laid, whatever it is, that is how drinks are sold. They carry the connotation that with the extra money you spend on this drink, you have the chance to be perceived by others as higher status or you have the chance to take your girl home, whatever the case may be. This is why I say that value is both subjective and objective. The objectiveness of value is in how fast the car drives, how much weight it holds, uh, how many calories your food has, or how drunk you get with a drink you buy. That's the objective uh, value. The subjectiveness of value is the color of the car, the taste of your food, or the beauty of a scenery. But it is also in the way society perceives all of these things, right? Cars, fancy dinners, bars, coastal shore access, views, and in turn, how society perceives you if you can experience an abundance of these things. Now this is given that you care deeply about what people in society think. It seems funny to me when social media personas tell their followers to not care about what people think. Really? Because that is quite literally how you make a living. Your image is molded into satisfying the worldview of your followers. But if you believe that the worldview and belief systems of modern society as a whole have become distorted, then you don't care what people think because you believe they aren't thinking the correct way, right? That the majority of people have prioritized the wrong things in their lives and that their measure of actual value has be become corrupted due to the actual wealth they possess compared to others in poverty or perhaps in some other way. But this is most relatable to us in the West, right? Our easy access to sophisticated technologies, luxurious brands, expensive cocktails, and most of all, the awareness about more luxurious and more expensive things makes us lose sense of what actual, uh, what is called inherent value, right? What is actually valuable. Objects, tools, food, materials that are valuable to you only in times of desperation and survival possess that inherent value factor. This also inc includes your own value. Right, the energy you exert, the time you spend, the attention you give, all of these things are, are things that society has deemed expendable. Expendable in exchange for the things that society wants you to deem as valuable, right? Material goods, luxurious things. And I'll tell you one thing. I mean, everything that you hear on this podcast, I feel are things that you already know, but perhaps haven't known how to say it or even how exactly you know it. Because we think of it as common sense, but the more that society progresses and the more um, 
distant we become from our biological tendencies and our intrinsic nature, right, as human beings, then you realize that common sense is not too common and these cliches keep popping up and they will keep popping up. We have never taken a course on on these things, right? Uh, but there's something about thousands of years of evolution that ingrains itself into our very being. While I and others talk about how material goods aren't really valuable and how love and family and peace are the things you should be prioritizing, you know, few talk about how leveraging social perception is basically a hack to obtaining higher status opportunities, right? For example, if you are broke and live in a shack, but the bulk of your salary goes towards a Ferrari you own, and the Ferrari club you're a part of, and the beach club you have access to, right, as a consequence of being part of that Ferrari club, then you have access to higher quality business connections, right? You can access higher quality women and a wealthy lifestyle without actually being wealthy. Same for fixing up your Instagram to give the appearance of wealth. Same with hanging around classy bars and lounges in hopes that you can meet a, a young, rich, handsome Christian Grey and sign a contract handing over the rights to your body while posting about the importance of female body rights. Same for plastic surgery. You spend money to save time and energy to get the end goal quicker. Now, this is a hack that many people would gladly partake in, and they are. The day you refine your ability to spot these hackers, right? These hackers of social perception, um, and fair play, you know, it's there. To, it's there to be taken as long as there is a target audience, as long as there's audience that is buying into into you hacking that social perception, right? You can do it. It's gonna it's gonna continue forever and ever, right? A gold chain. Is it gold? Oh, is it real gold? Doesn't fucking matter. It's a gold chain. All that glitters is gold. So therefore, that guy probably has money. It's it, you know you, you're that social perception for you, yeah. I was talking with a friend, and it's like the guy with the Ferrari. Girls don't like guys. Girls don't like Ferraris um, inherently. Like that car doesn't really mean much to them. What are they gonna do? Drive it? But they like. They are attracted to the fact that a guy has enough money to spend on a fucking Ferrari. He has fuck you money. I have. I'm. I'm well off enough that I can spend this Ferrari and not be bothered by it. So that guy must have money. So I'm. I mean, I'm attracted to that because that's an indicator of success. Right. So, you know, the day fair play, you know, play along with it. But many people get caught in, in this game and that is what you should not get caught into. The day you refine your ability to spot these hackers or posers with relative ease is the day that your value compass becomes calibrated. Right. Everything else in your life in your life will have settled nicely into your newly formed value scale, right? The things that you've perceived as valuable before, right? Maybe cars, luxuries, material goods will not be as valuable anymore. Sure, they, they will have value, obviously, right? Success indicators, whatever, but um, they won't, they won't, it won't feel like you're missing out on a whole lot if you don't have them, while the things that you took for granted will mean everything. If you can successfully shift the goalposts for what things in your life you consider valuable, then you can condition yourself to become extremely happy, extremely grateful, and extremely at peace with very little. Your essence and aura alone will convince others of your inherent value to in turn bring them happiness and peace, instead of using costly luxuries to try and inflate your own sense of value. One day God will strip us of all the things we use to earn the admiration of others, for they are not of his kingdom.
I read the theory once that the human intellect was like peacock feathers, just an extravagant display intended to attract a maze. All of art literature, Beethoven, Mozart, William Shakespeare, Michelangelo, and the Empire State Building. Just an elaborate mating ritual. Maybe it doesn't matter that we have accomplished so much for the basest of reasons. But of course, the peacock can barely fly. It lives in the dirt, pecking insects out of the muck, consoling itself with its great 